Welcome to Daily Dose of Boss Podcast, where we speak to various founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs about their life and journey in business. Come join us as they inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs. Samuel Brooksworth. In this episode, he spoke about being impact-driven, businesses for everyone, and his vision of getting 1 million young people employed in Africa. Wow. He's the CEO of Remotely, which is a tech-led outsourcing business, supporting businesses globally. This is a Daily Dose of Boss. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of DDB, Daily Dose of Boss. And today we have another person. To be honest, I'm very excited for this episode because let alone seeing us seeing him on our screens during the apprentice days, but he's just a great person with a great vision and has done well quite in business. So Samuel, thanks so much for coming on today. How are you doing? I'm good, Jason. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm right. Thank you so much for coming on. Really do appreciate it. We're just going to be talking a bit about your life and journey in business. It's been a long road from apprentice to build a master to remotely. You've had ups and downs. So let's let's talk about where it all started from you. You um, born and raised in London and then went to school also in Manchester as well at one point. How is it like going to school in Manchester? I'll be honest, the furthest I've gone is, <laughs> is Milton Keynes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone further than Milton Keynes. So oh, wow. oh, yeah, but how how was that like? You know, it was um, it was different mm. to put it nicely. Yeah, because obviously growing up in Southeast London, being born and bred in Southeast London, uh, where London's very very culturally diverse and it, it's a beautiful beautiful city. So um, being born into that, growing up around different individuals from different nas- nationalities, understanding different cultures. And then going to people saying, I say Manchester to most people because that's the city, the most recognizable city in the region. I actually okay. grew up in a small town called Berry, which is Greater Manchester. Okay. Now, growing up in Berry was a huge culture shock because mm. you come from such a rich, culturally diverse place to a place where um, it's not as culturally it's, diverse. It's not as and, co- yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And um, in the school I went to, for example, um, there were five black kids. Wow. in the midst of like a thousand kids yeah so it was it, it was a huge culture shock however it, it taught us a lot um growing up up north taught me a lot um especially adjusting to such cold climates in the winter i i i i i am used to cold when, when londoners say it's cold now i'm like yo no but today today samuel today was cold like my finger, oh really yeah you, you are chilling in the sun so as i'm talking to you now i mean you must be feeling some heat from somewhere else. <laughs> nah, nah, my fingers, the tips, the tips of my fingers were gone. Sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, so, okay, that's cool. And so you went on to work in The Guardian and then eventually you got a spot on The Apprentice. So can you, I just wanted to ask as well, what was your mind behind going on the show like The Apprentice? You know what, funnily enough, I, I didn't used to watch the show. Okay. My, my wife used to watch it. So um, she used to watch it. And I, I remember one evening, I saw her watching it on in bed. I was watching it on her like, t- tablet, on her, on her tablet. And she was watching I was like, what is this thing that 
every week on a, I think it was Wednesday back then. Yeah. I'm just hearing people arguing and shouting. <laughs> it sounded like some a, a British version of Ratchet TV. I was like, yo, like, yeah. what's all this? What's all this arguing about? And she was like, you know what? I think you should watch it. I think you'd really, really enjoy it. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not a big TV watcher. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. So as you do one night, I'm in bed, staying down, and I'm watching, and I'm getting drawn into it. And I'll never forget, there was one gentleman on the show that year, he was called um, Saunders, cool guy. And I was watching it the year he was on it. And he drew, watching him on the show, drew me into the show because I was such a good salesperson. um, I ended up watching it up until, I think it was week seven or eight, where he actually left the show. Okay. But that drew me into it. And then once that season finished, that series finished, sorry. Um, my wife was like, oh, I think you should apply. And I was like, me? Go on to national television and disgrace myself. I'm all right. I'm <laughs> all right. <laughs> but she was, probably, she was probably persuasive. You should go on it. She felt, I was like, no, 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 I'm all right. I'm all right. Then she actually began the application process for me. So I started going through the form. So when she told me about it and I saw it, I was like, oh, you know what? Let's just do it. But silently, I, I, I was, when, when we went through and we did it, I don't know, you just have that feeling where once application goes through, I know I'm going to get onto the show. But for me, it was more of a question, do I want to go onto the show? Mm. And then she, but then the, the, the argument for me was that, because again, anyone who knows me, I, I'm a very, very private person. I don't really like um, putting things out there like that. But um, yeah, for me at the time, because I was trying to get myself out there in business and trying to get investment for um, an idea I had, I saw it as a great opportunity, as a great platform for a lot of individuals in the UK especially in business circles, to be aware of um, what I was, my capabilities and who I was, so that when I was out of the process, I was able to network and connect with the individuals I needed to connect with, which is what the show ended up doing for me. Um, again, the format of the show, the comical elements of the show, yeah, um, yeah you know, it, the, the format has changed over the years. However, the exposure I was able to get off it afterwards was huge, and I'm, I'm always grateful for that and for was able to accomplish off the back mm. of the show. I, I was um I was told something, I don't know if it's true about the apprentice that they um shoot the going into the taxi parts first before every episode or at the start of like the series. Is that true or yeah see the, the funny part is um that there's a lot of I don't like to talk about things that happen on the show because okay. I know a lot of people, no, no, I know a lot of people are avid apprentice watchers. And yeah. for me, especially when you're on the process, or a lot of people will know this, people that work in TV, when you work in TV, everything, you watch everything differently. Mm. When you're on um, a TV show, when you're watching on TV, you see it very, very differently. It was like, yo, I now see that this movie wasn't shot at this border. This was probably shot here. The boardroom, wow. Like, I thought the boardroom was at the top of the gherkin. I thought the boardroom was in some like, <laughs> central London building. So when I went to the studio, um, I was like, wow, there's not even a ceiling on this place. It, it was, it was. Oh, no, no, no. You can't tell me that. You can't sorry, tell me that. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? You know what? You know what? Let's, let's rewind. So anyone listening, I, I, I apologize. I, That's I, cool. I, I, That's cool. Cool, that's all right. I mean, (laughs) I said people should come and drop gems, but this one, (laughs) yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, that's all right, that's okay. Thank you. But so let's let's move forward to after the apprentice you left. As I was doing my research, sadly enough to see that apart from Tim, you are basically the only kind of black person who's kind of got to that point, or that I think 
towards this week seven that you left usually black males or females tend to leave around week two or three and so was that your expectation going into apprentice as well you, you know what funnily enough i actually wrote an article on this and um in the guardian about black males and um what black people in the uk and them not being going into the last stage of the apprentice or being at the upper echelons of business mm-hmm. in the UK. Like when you look at the top top countries, top companies in the business, in top companies in the country, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, or just if you were to name five or ten prominent black business owners in the UK, it, it would be difficult for many to do so. Um, so in on the show, sorry, I I went into the process very open-minded. I went onto it with a clear goal and ambition. I didn't go onto the show to win the show. I went onto the show wanting to gain exposure. Winning would have been a bonus. So I was very, um, I was very clear of my objectives. So, yeah. um, but you are right. It is, it is a shame that a lot of black candidates don't seem to pass through the first few weeks. Yeah. And, um, you know, that th- there are so many young, and capable black people and it can be somewhat discouraging watching it and seeing that you know what a black candidate's gone to show they're not going far but yeah. unfortunately that seems to be um the realities of business yeah. in the uk but if, if you're going into the show the, the main thing i would say for a lot of young black people going to the show is more talk about the exposure how you, how you come across hopefully getting a lot of um a lot of the, making the right connections afterwards yeah yeah and so after the apprentice you went and started build a master how how did you come across the name itself i think that's quite innovative <laughs> I, I would take credit for it but that that was actually my missus she was like <laughs> when again after the show after the apprentice i actually had a um a business idea that i wanted to run in the uk mm-hmm. um it was, it was a recruiting platform uh, an ai ai run recruit platform but then off the back of the show i get i got a lot of messages from a lot of people in the uk a lot of young people in regards to wanting to set up businesses, not understanding how to set up businesses, thinking that business was somewhat hard or business wasn't for them because of their demographical background. I was like, business is for everybody. Like, yeah. And business is not hard. So that's why I set up Build a Master. Build a Master was not for profit. I made no money off Build a Master. I literally just did it because I really wanted to see individuals who thought business wasn't for them or individuals who just wanted to understand more about business to get set up and in that we just ran um, a lot of courses workshop masterclasses um, in finance law business strategy marketing and getting individuals to understand the foundations of these things and how to set up businesses and then getting um, industry leading experts creating collaborations with um, top universities in the country with top organizations in the country and through that a lot of businesses were able to become established which I'm very thankful for um, but yeah that, that's the origins of Build a Master but the, the name wasn't me okay. <laughs> it wasn't me okay that's cool that sounds great and I think I think your honesty at least to say that number one <laughs> you don't take credit for the name and also even the aim of the business as well um, it makes a difference because most of the people, especially the young people in business nowadays, it's like, okay, we want to get six figures or seven figures. The way six figures and seven figures has been thrown away, thrown around in the last two years is ridiculous, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so sometimes you you question why someone isn't really in business. And I tend to do that as well a lot of the time when I get on a prospect call, just to know that if they're, what is their real drive for their business? So that really, really sounds great. So let's move on to 
remotely days. And um, I remember, I think it was you or your team put up a, a post about, we don't pronounce it this way. We don't pronounce it this way. It's remotely. <laughs> like what, what happened? Was people pronouncing it wrong or? Yeah, you know what? For some strange reason, a lot of people calling it um, Remotelli. Oh, yeah, Remotelli. And I was like, you know what? You know what? You know, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> everyone's probably reading and they see Remotelli. Yeah, know, okay, it's, okay, okay, okay. It's, 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 it's just play on words. Rather than why we put an I, obviously, remote working, remotely, remotely, you know. So once you say it to people like that, they're like, ah, I get it. But when people are just seeing it, they're like, oh, Remotelli. I'm like, no, no, no. It's not remotely, it's remotely. So um, yeah, I, to, to be completely honest, I wasn't too fast. I'd be sat in meetings with people saying remotely, okay. I never corrected them. I wasn't too fast, but it was really starting to bother a lot of members of my team who were like, why are they pronouncing it remotely? Yeah. Let, let, let's put something out there to, to correct people. I was like, that no problem. Yeah, I could imagine one 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 Ghanaian auntie saying, hey, you, you, are the, <laughs> you are the one who does the remotely, remotely, remotely. <laughs> Uh, you, know, you know some Ashanti people can't pronounce the L or something. Yeah, yeah, the R, the R, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really yeah I'll say yes, uncle, yes, auntie. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uncle, yes, auntie. <laughs> you say, oh, I've seen it. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So let, let's talk about, Um, you have different services that you guys offer. You have business assistance. You have social media management, business development, app and web development, customer service support. And so can you talk me through the journey? You guys... How have you seen the journey so far and what is kind of the vision or where are you guys looking to go for the future? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you mentioned a good point before in regards to um, a lot of people, um, a lot of young people potentially wanting to start businesses for a lot of money, which, first of all, I, I, I don't dispute that and I, and I, and I never, I, I never um, fight against that because at the end of the day, everyone has their drives and ambitions and wanting to live comfortably, comfortable and sustainable comfortable lifestyles there's nothing wrong with that if you want to be a millionaire billionaire of course but um my thing is that i've always been impact driven um it's never been about financial gain because again uh, those who do not i'm I'm a very god-fearing individual so it's a case where i know that one day um all things will pass away and if if for me it's all about impact i'll make and trying to impact as many lives as possible so that when my my day does come I know that I've done everything I can do to try and make the world a better place and, 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 and that I've done my part. Um, so you find that a lot of people who are impact-driven, if, if, if you are looking to start a business and you are out there wanting to start a business, always focus on impact first because in you focus on impact and you're changing things, that's when you then find that then the financial rewards then come through because then you're making such a big impact yeah. and solving such um, critical problems that the finances fall through afterwards. So... For me, it all began in 2020 when the pandemic hit. And at the time, I was an account director at The Guardian. At The Guardian. Yeah. So um, whilst working at The Guardian, I saw that a lot of businesses were being impacted heavily by the impacts of the pandemic. And they weren't able to scale and grow at the pace that they wanted to. So it got me thinking. But at the same time, um, I just come from my annual trip to Ghana. And mm-hmm. and obviously, I, the missus and I used to go every single Christmas. And... We'd go in Christmas season, but one thing that always stuck out, obviously most people would go out to go and just have a good time, enjoy, relax, get a bit of relaxation from the UK. But one thing that always stuck out to me about Ghana was that there were so many young, talented, skilled young individuals and they were all out of employment. It just did not make sense. Mm. And when you look at Africa in general, we have the fastest growing continent, the youngest continent in the world. 
and unemployment is constantly increasing. Statistically, um, a report conducted by the um, ICO, this is Africa's most educated generation ever. But of mm. the 420 plus million people living on the continent, there are over 150 million people aged between 15 to 35 who are out of employment. Those numbers make no sense. Yeah, and they're due to increase by 30 million each year. That makes no sense. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Something needs to be done. There needs to be some sort of solution to this. Yeah. So um, for the summer of 2020, I started thinking, I started speaking to different individuals, friends, family, individuals I've done business with previously in regards to how to solve a problem, connected with a few people. And then we got up and running, um, got towards the end of 2020. And um, yeah, obviously, as you can imagine, no sales are coming through because we were sort of trying to figure out what we need to do. Yeah. Uh, a lot of pitch and a lot of outreach, bringing on the right individuals, brought on a, a great head of sales who's now our sales director. He's absolutely crushing it right now. Wow. And from there, we've just literally grown. So from having a few people working in the business towards the end of 2020 to having almost 70 people now, just what we're into, like, I think a year and about five months now into our um four or five months here into our journey as a business um, yeah. about a year and a few months of trading so we've seen um an outstanding amount of growth lives being impacted people coming into people coming into employment who were at home for a year or two prior to us coming to ghana people working with top international organizations changing organizations when you see the emails come through from clients saying this person really helped this they've restructured our business when you see individuals in ghana having impacts in 2000 plus organizations in the uk wow radar it's like it's just i don't know it brings so much joy to my heart i'm thinking you know what this is what i'm here for this is what i'm here to do to provide opportunities yeah. remotely I, I, the reason i never take credit for the business is because at the end of the day yes i've given or created a platform for a lot of these individuals to shine but the truth is the reason we're growing so quickly as a business it's nothing to do with my capabilities or my skill or my intelligence it's all due to the hard work of the young people who are yeah. absolutely smashing it on the ground and because they're doing so businesses are telling other businesses about their great work and we're growing through that so um yeah the, it, wow. it's, it's, it's been a, it's been it's been a lot's happened in the space of a year yeah honestly it's been a beautiful journey and i wouldn't change anything wow i think um as you were talking the one word that came to my mind was impact like you are literally making impact in the people, in the lives of the people that are working at remotely, um, in your clients' lives and in their businesses, you know, and don't stop. Sometimes you may not see uh, someone else doing it in front of you. Um, so you don't have someone to, or like a, a template to kind of learn from, but you just keep on going because you know that that's your goal. Yeah, I'm, I'm really touched. I'm really, I'm really touched and encouraged by that. And so I wanted to also speak about as you landed in Ghana, you said, okay, we're going to start this. <laughs> were, you shocked, were you shocked at the way business is done sometimes in Ghana? <laughs> um, the, the only thing that shocked me about Ghana is the heat. I'm still not acclimatised. Like, Jason, I'm sweating. AC is on 24-7. Like in my, I'm in my apartment now. The AC is on. Jump into the car, AC is on. The office, AC is on. That's the only thing that shocked me. But okay. anything, apart from that, Everything else, no. Okay. The reason things happen um, is because when I was in the UK, um, I made a conscious decision to not be um, 
to not be shocked or surprised or be taken aback or overwhelmed by anything or any, anything in Ghana. Okay. Now, the reason I made a conscious decision is because what happens is a lot of individuals from the diaspora will move to countries around the world outside of the UK. Like I've been, uh, the best example, I went traveling around South America one time and I went with a group of Brits. And um, when we went with a group of Brits, a lot of the Brits were always like, I'm saying, oh, this is how things are done in the UK. Oh, this should be done like this. This system should be done like this. I'll be like, ah, but you're not in the UK right now, my guy. You're in Brazil. You know what I mean? You're in Brazil. <laughs> this ain't the UK, you know. Or when we're in Bolivia or Peru, Argentina, it's like people would expect things to, to, to be as, as they were in the UK. Mm. But the way I've structured my mindset is that, you know what? The system in Ghana is just different to the system in the UK. Yeah. We're used or accustomed to a certain system in the UK. We're used to automatic or, 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 or automation, uh, things being done at a quicker pace. We're used yeah. to systems controlling things. Whereas yeah. in Ghana, I just came to the realization that, you know what, systems are just different. And the reason I'm being quite specific with that is a lot of people be like, oh, Sam, you're just being diplomatically correct. You're just trying to say things in a way <laughs> where... <laughs> the, 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 the truth is, because I've programmed my mind that way, it helped me to survive. Because if I just have my mind, you know, things are just different. I just need to figure out and work my way through the differences here. It helps. Whereas if I was constantly um, becoming frustrated by the fact that things aren't done the way they are done, where I'm used to, yeah. I would constantly be arguing, constantly be frustrated, and constantly hit my head against a brick wall. So because of that, I don't find things frustrating out here. I just, you know, I just like, you know, things are different. Um, yeah. Things are different. Things are unique. I just need to figure out how things are done here so I can make, make it work. Okay. Okay. Cool. And and so, working in Accra currently, how what what is your what does a normal day look for, um, look like for you? Um, you know what each each day differs, as you can imagine. When 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 you're running a business that is growing so quickly mm. in, in in our business life, um, I always say this to people: two to three months in our business is the equivalent of most businesses' year because so much will happen in those two to three months. And yeah. our revenue increases so drastically month by month from people joining the business and companies we're working with grow so much that each day differs. But a typical day, for example, on a Monday, um, we have our senior management meetings in the morning. So I wake up um, literally and wake up like five, six in the morning, start smashing through emails just so I can get through enough okay. so that by the time I get to the office, <laughs> I can work through the rest. Yeah. Um, get to the office, which isn't too far to be fair. Um, I, I live quite central, so getting to the office isn't too, it takes 10, 15 minutes. Oh, um, okay. Drive in, yeah, get there. Um, and then it's a case of literally just responding. A lot of times we, we have a lot of structures and strategies we're putting to play, organizations we're collaborating with, organizations we're working with, organizations we're working on partnerships with. Um, a lot's happened at the top level, but then on a people level, uh, we have such structures in place where it allows me to kind of focus on the, 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 the overarching strategies of the business. So we have an operations director who's in charge of the day-to-day running of the business in Ghana. Okay. And she overlooks our department heads, who overlook our team leaders, who overlook our senior team leaders, who overlook the business assistants, graphic designers, customer service advisors, so on and so forth. So the, the, the structure is really set. So my day-to-day differs very much, but on a, on our, we have a lot of team meetings, senior management meetings, um, all hands meetings where the whole company meets up that's probably about twice a month to be honest with you and a lot of reports that are sent in for me to kind of have a top line overview of what happens on a month-to-month basis so um i, I know that they really answer your question but each day really does differ each day no, no, really no. does differ <laughs> no no it still does it's, it's fine it's all right and i think 
the, when we did connect first, I think you did even show me like, like a, you did a video call with me. I think you guys were in the first office and um, it was more open plan. I don't know if it's currently as well, but I just like the way like no boss or no manager is like high up somewhere. It's like, you can't talk to me or security. Something. Do you know what I mean? Like the way yeah. like you're, you're on the floor managing, you're on the floor working with people. You're not trying to put That's yourself it. on a pedestal. And I think that, that's um great to see because yeah it's great to see it just helps you know in terms of relations in terms of working with people when i'm working with anyone i'm working with depending on what project it is i even ask them how the family doing like how how has covid been for you and your family lockdown and stuff because it has um changed the way we live it has affected people some people haven't been affected some some prospered some also didn't you know some had some good times some bad times so we, we need to be open about that and be genuine about that as well cool so this segment is basically called this or that uh simple things like night in or night out harry potter or star wars um, <laughs> um so if you can just <laughs> answer to your best of your ability i had a call earlier today and then most of it he was just saying both i was like you can't say both. <laughs> you can't <laughs> okay. do that, mate. <laughs> cool. That's cool. That's cool. So let's let's get started. iOS or Android? iOS. Okay. Online shopping or in-store shopping? Oh, online shopping. <laughs> online shopping. Okay. Films or music? Oh, films. Okay. Would you rather have cornflakes or rice krispies? Honestly, I- I'm not a cereal person, so like. Okay. Neither. I'm okay. not a serial person. So, what do you go for in the morning? Chibum or something? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Most mornings I won't eat. I probably have. I won't have breakfast. I'll have a caramel latte or something. Okay. Um, okay. I'll probably have it like a bit later in the morning. We'll just jump straight to the jollof rice and then um, <laughs> we keep it moving from there. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. Messi or Ronaldo? <sighs> So this is politics now. You're jumping into politics. Bro. It's not politics. It's not politics. Oh, you're jumping into politics now, bro. You're trying to get me. <laughs> <sighs> oh my goodness. Should we move on? No, you know, but <laughs> football wise, okay. oh, it's, it's not a straight answer though. You can't it do that to me. Can't do that to me. Okay, you know what? You know what? <laughs> football wise, obviously we know that football technically Messi is oh. like. You know, Answer but the question. Then records wise, what he's done on different continents, different countries. Yeah. Hey, personally, I like personally, not football, personally, I like Ronaldo. Okay, cool. That's fine. I was about to end the episode, but we can stick on <laughs> Cool, cool. Let's go, let's go. So would you rather take, would you rather, sorry, would you rather go to the cinema or watch Netflix? I'm such a homebody, this is the problem. Um, if the same shows will be shown on Netflix, then I'd rather stay in bed and watch on Netflix. <laughs> I think Netflix is quite good, but sometimes it takes like a year or so before they go on Netflix. Um, this is this, yeah. yeah, and I've even heard like sometimes I go to the extent of setting up a VPN, use my friend's like account from US because the US ones are a bit more nice on the Netflix account. But yeah. Um, yeah. Would you rather have a rich friend or a loyal friend? Ah, loyal. Okay. I'm just asking. You never know what people would say. <laughs> loyal. Would you rather have money or free time? I think this is the uh, one where, this no this is the one where the guy said both. So I'm not even surprised. Money or free time? Yeah. But money. Money. Okay, cool. Let's go. Uh would you rather be a passenger or the driver? Driver. Okay. Ah. Uh, 
Why? What's up? Theoretically, is is this like um? If be yourself, I I don't like driving. I like being driven around. I like being a passenger in 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 a real life occasion. Okay. But like, if you're talking about drivers in like um, doing something, a business, or like in life, okay. I'd rather yeah. be a pa- driver than a passenger. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. That's that's understandable. Yeah. Okay. Cool. PlayStation or uh, Xbox? Oh, PlayStation! Come on now. Okay, cool. oh, no, I'm just asking. You never know. You know what people say. Um, Harry Potter or Star Wars? Harry Potter. Okay. Interesting. Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones is valid. Or is the problem? Um. Still gonna stick on my boy Jon Snow, Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And then the last one, would you rather have a book or an ebook? A book. A book. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's very interesting. I think I like your mindset, the way you've broken down, even the questions and the way you explained it. I didn't want that point of view, but you still gave that, and I think that was quite good. I wanted to ask an interesting question. If you had yeah. to name the book about your like there's a book about your life, right? What would be the name of the book? Wow, um, that is a very, very good question. Yeah, um, come back to it if you want. <laughs> it would need to have some sort of connotation or some sort of um, a title titled after leading or being led by or something in regards to God, because my life is genuinely a testimony. Like, wow, being from where I been coming from where I've come from and I, I think when, when, when a lot of people meet me especially when my wife met me you'll find that Andrew my twin brother and no. I um we're very we, we I we just we, we very much understand that everything we've accomplished and how far we've come in life is genuinely by the grace of God yeah. so I never take anything for granted and I never ever um, feel as though it's me or I'm the reason I've accomplished things because I'm really not um, I'm the foolishness of this world. So mm-hmm. for me to come where I've come to and for the doors to have opened to me that have opened to me, it's just the grace of God. So um, it would have to be something have to be something in around God. People probably wouldn't read it because of that, but um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you never know. I think you'd be surprised, even um for those who are listening, I think they'll they'll be inspired and, and encouraged already. And especially stirred up, you know, to do more and to know that. There's no ceiling in business. Um, there's no ceiling in what you can do as a young person. I would say as well, I want to ask, in, in your time of business or in the time that you've worked with, where build a master remotely, apprentice, did you ever feel like you were ridiculed as a young person, that, oh, he's too young, or you walked into certain, you've worked, worked with certain clients, and it's like, oh, this small boy telling us what to do or what we cannot do and cannot do. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I get on it, some, I get on calls sometimes, and I'm quite amazed how people behave. I, I keep, I try to keep my professionalism to a certain degree, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see people's perspective. What, have you experienced something like that before? How do you react to that? You know what, I think from a young age, because um, I've always done a lot in regards to leadership, um, whether it's ACS president or union exec at university or youth leader at church or starting and running a business from university, Mm -hmm. um, because I've or just worked my way into management at a young age in different organisations, I never saw age as a thing. Mm -hmm. And especially where um, I grew up as a pastor's kid. Um, okay. you're, 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 you're always, because I see my dad from a young age leading churches or preaching or doing things, I never saw myself as not being capable of doing something or 
being too young to do something. He would never, first of all, he would never allow me to think that way. He would just be like, Samuel, go and do that. Do this, do this, do this. And I'd be like, cool. And I'd just go and do it. And whether people liked it or not, like what I'd say or decisions I'd make or when, which and which I'd lead people always made sense. So I think it just got to a point in my life um, where the experience I had and what I'd say cancelled out the fact that I was young. So mm-hmm. I think people would be like, you know what? Clearly he's very competent. Clearly he's very experienced. Yeah. Regardless of age, like he knows what he's doing. So I never really experienced that too much. Um, okay. Um, in regards to my skin colour, yes. In regards to my age, no. No. Okay. I think one thing I liked about yourself, and I've, I mean, I've, I've known about your story or yourselves and your brothers for a while. And obviously your brother Michael was on love island and then i stumbled upon the brothers podcast and i was like oh this is so nice so i was um listening to a a few episodes black billionaire and a few other ones i just love how tight you guys are and um i wanted to ask you guys have like a what a a group like a group chat or something that you guys are always on and sharing stuff like how is it like with your brothers how is your relationship like we 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 grew up as like three brothers like we're just we're very, very close, uh, very open, as you do. Brothers fight, brothers laugh, we cry together, we laugh together, but we, we, we're just guys, isn't it? We're, we're just three, three young fellas trying to navigate our way through the world. So our group chat, honestly, I saw I saw, I saw, saw a post on my home press, I saw a post, um, someone screenshot sent me a post, I think it was probably one of the boys actually, saying how um, if your group chat was um, to be exposed, um, what would people do or people say or something? Yeah. And if, you, if, people, if people went through our group chat, they would honestly just laugh all day andrew is the gift king his <laughs> gifts are hilarious like like every every response is a gift every it? response is one banging gift you just be there laughing for time michael's responses are hilarious and i probably spend most of the time when that group type just sending laughing emojis so like <laughs> yeah we, we we just joke a lot send things that we've seen them go on they they will send things and i'll yeah okay cool that's anything. great that's oh, yeah. great it's, it's, it's just fun and games yeah that's great that's great and i think yeah just having a good support unit a good family behind you really does help because can't you can't reach the top alone you know and no one gets to i think the saying is um it takes a village to raise a child or something like that you know so i i can off the top of my head something personal anyway but i have like a list of people that i want to sow a seed into in their lives um i have 23 people so it's called 23 seeds for 23 blessings and i think i've gone through i think about five or so for so five or five or six at the moment and it's like those are people that i would honor in whatever way i would like to personally because um they've been a support of some sense along the journey if it's academics or ministry or to do with business as well so it's great to have that support system with your brothers as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, so... Oh, sorry, but, but, but before you continue, because my, yeah, my yeah. sisters listen to this, they'll kill me. I've also got the most amazing sisters as well, because okay. whenever people talk to me, I always talk about my brothers, but let, let me not, because if my wallet hears this, or Priscilla hears this, they'll, they'll come for me. My sisters, <laughs> I, I got the best sisters in the world, didn't it? Shout out, Priscilla. Shout, Shout out, to, out to the sisters. I love them all my heart. Put my <laughs> sisters out there as well. They're uh, amazing. They're beautiful. They're amazing. I love them. I'm, sh- I'm throwing them out there as well. Isn't it? Shout out my sisters. No, no, no. Shout out the sisters. I have, I have, <laughs> I'm actually the oldest out of um, seven. And so oh, I beautiful. have 
Yeah, I have one one sister, um, and the rest are all guys. So, hey. Yeah, you see, so sometimes people may think, oh, they may forget about the girl, but she's around. So definitely, um, <laughs> sisters, sisters, we love you, sisters. We're rooting for you. We're, we're there. We protect, we protect you. So I wanted to ask about um, the long term future and the vision of remotely. Where do you see you guys going? I mean, when I read about remotely. It's kind of dubbed as a global tech-led outsourcing hub, which is a great um, label. And I want to know, are there any plans in terms of expanding you can, you yeah, can yeah. possibly share? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, huge plans, huge expansion plans, um, which we're underway right now. Um, that, like, I, I'm really excited for what we're building and what we're about to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just in regards to the, 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 the vision, our vision as a business, um, it, it got laid in my heart a while ago. When I say to people, I think people think I'm absolutely nuts, but the vision that's been laid in my heart is to try and get, not to try and get, to get 1 million people into employment across the continent of, of Africa. Wow. Now, um, when, when, when we explain to people and people think we're nuts, I say to people, listen, it's all about supply and demand, right? Mm. In London alone, there are 5 million registered private limited businesses. That's just in London alone. London. let alone the whole world yeah. yeah so around the world there are like hundreds of millions of businesses and then on the continent of africa like we said there are over 150 million unemployed um young people so getting just a million into employment you, you're, you're making an impact not as big as i want to if it was up to me i'd want to try and get everyone into employment but to get a million is very realistic. If you look at the numbers of businesses, from the businesses that need assistance, mm-hmm. the services we offer that would help them, and then the number of young people on the continent who are capable. So that's our aim. Um, that's what we're aiming towards. And hopefully we're able to accomplish that. But in that, there will be a lot of successes and obviously a lot of things that are being built, platforms, apps, and so on and so forth that we're in the process of building. But um, yeah, the, the long-term vision is to get a million young people into employment on the continent of Africa. Wow. And so for anyone that's listening, Samuel, is, is, there, is there any advice or tips you would give them if they're looking to start up their own business in, let's say, I don't know, hairdressing, jewelry brand, e-commerce brand at all, could be any type of startup, any advice you would give them as a young person? Yeah. Um, again, m- most advice is very cliche and very don't give up. And, and these points are all very true. But for me, if it's a, it's a, if it's a business, in which you, like you mentioned a point um, about a lot of young people want to get very rich. And um, I would say just be impact driven, focus on impact, focus on impact because the world needs impact for young people. and The world needs people who have good hearts and just want to make a difference. So if you focus on impact and put impact first, then everything else will fall into place. And you'll find that once you're creating a, a solution for a problem that exists, or many around the world that it's been impactful and actually helping people and changing lives then you will see or find that in that everything else will fall into place so just focus on impact and everything else will fall into place definitely definitely and i think once again one thing i've i've taken away from this is just making an impact you know it makes it makes much much of a difference when for me i don't know i i've I've, I always say that people should always come with a genuine heart, be open with their intentions. When you're in a meeting sometimes and that there's one person that's not talking, what are you saying? What are you thinking? What are you like, brother, speak, let's, let's know your mind. Yeah, you know? Yeah. If not, it's a bit, 
we're a bit um we're a bit we're a bit like on edge you know and so just to have someone that number one is genuine and also has in mind to impact because you could have said okay i know these are my skill sets one two three four i'm gonna do this i'm gonna make my family wealthy did it and so on but you you said no let me step out and also help another person um and sometimes when you help people it doesn't work out sometimes when you do it, it does work out you know and you still kind of take that risk on as well so i would say thank you for not being um selfish i think that's that that's the that's what i would need to say in regards to remotely anything that's coming up new obviously where can everyone find you watch up for updates and your services as well where can they find that yeah so with remotely it's just on all socials instagram twitter but instagram linkedin facebook just remotely so r-e-m-t-o-l-i t-e-l-i sorry um so remotely and then um yeah and then remotely.co.uk so okay i think i'll definitely put it in the description as well so that people have that but thank you so much samuel this has been the daily dose of boss another impactful well-driven or heart-driven episode about a founder and a ceo and uh, just want to thank you so much for your time samuel hopefully we would uh, speak to your wife soon as well as well so hopefully it'd be great to have an episode as well so um thank you so much samuel and see you guys on the next episode of daily dose welcome and and if i said remotely spot remotely wrong forgive me it's been a long day i'm tired guys it's gonna put in the description just just watch the description not not my spelling yeah yeah, yeah. allow me allow me allow me (laughs) (laughs) but it's been a long day allow me that's that's okay that's okay it's right it's a it's a monday morning it's a monday it's a monday so it's cool Anyway. Monday feel like a Friday afternoon. Yeah, but now, thank you so much for having me, Jason. Thank you. That's cool. That's all right. Thank you so much. And everyone listening, shout out for the next episode of Daily Dose of Boss. Thank you so much.